So I just got back from watching Avengers Infinity War and I'm drained, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, but I could do this all day. Welcome to episode three of LM2 Talks. Today, I'm gonna kind of dive into some of my feelings on the Marvel Cinematic Universe um, after seeing Avengers Infinity War. There's a lot that I really would love to talk about with the film, but I also realized that I'm gonna put this out on Friday and many people won't have seen the movie yet. So what I really wanted to do is, is kind of give a, a quick summation of my feelings from seeing the film but then to also share kind of just the experience of, of building up to this over the last 10 years. It's it's really been a wild ride um, when you think about it. You know, for me, you know, 2008, when the first Iron Man came out, I was still in college and, you know, just kind of thinking about this basically nothing character. You know, I never really liked Iron Man as a kid. Uh, you know, I'd been reading comics pretty much my whole life. My uncle was an avid collector of the Incredible Hulk. My dad loved Spider-Man. We would read Daredevil together. And so, you know, certain heroes always kind of stood out, you know, above everybody else. People like Captain America, he was always one of my favorite Marvel characters. Spider-Man was, was at the top of the list. Really loved the X-Men, but, you know, unfortunately, they're not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe yet. Kind of entering at that point, it was... It was really interesting. It was it was kind of unclear where they were going to go with everything, but the film was was really fun. It was really engaging. It was really entertaining, and it took this character that no one really cared about and and made them something that was interesting, something that you wanted to watch more of. And with their first post credit scene with with Nick Fury showing up and announcing that you know, they're going to do the Avengers initiative. It was kind of like, where are they going to go from here? Fast forward 10 years, I could have never imagined that we would get to a point where we have something like Avengers Infinity War. It's the culmination of something like 18 films, 18 films. And that's miraculous on its own, but to create all of these different mythologies yet create connective tissue between them and find a way to kind of weave them all into one movie it's really impressive and I'm not going to pretend like Avengers Infinity War is a, is a perfect film. There's there's definitely some flaws with it. Length being one of them, pacing being another and just kind of the multitude of stories. It's easy to get lost in, even for someone who who loves this stuff, who eats, sleeps and breathes this stuff. It was a little overwhelming. You know, it was a lot to handle. It was a lot to parse all the stories and kind of be jumping between all of them, yet at the same time, I don't really know how else they could have done something this ambitious. It was draining. It was emotionally draining. There were so many instances where I wanted to shout out in the movie theater, but I didn't want to be that guy. Little kids around me who were kind of, you know, narrating the film for everybody in the theater and, and reacting the way that, in a lot of ways, I wanted to react because you know, beyond just this kind of last 10 years of building, for me, it feels like a lifetime. Again, like I said, I've been reading comics since I was a kid and I loved the Spider-Man cartoon, the X-Men cartoon. I suffered through the Iron Man cartoon. I watched the Fantastic Four cartoon. There were so many of these different Marvel stories that had a big part in kind of my upbringing. You know, it was something that I was able to share with my father. It's something that, that kind of reminds me of him 
and it's it's really just one of those things where being able to go on these adventures with these characters is, is something that when I was a little kid, I, I could have never dreamed that they would be on this scale or this popular or that I would even see something like this come together. And, and yes, we had the first Avengers movie. We had Age of Ultron. We had Civil War. We had the Winter Soldier, all of which had multiple characters coming together. But you never had quite the level of what this is. You know, this is an undertaking unlike anything they've really done before because as much as I would say you don't need to watch all 18 of the films to go into Infinity War and enjoy it, if you have watched all of those, there's so much more that you can take away from this. There's there's so many different nuances to all of the characters that you would just pick up that otherwise you wouldn't necessarily know about. Small interactions, large interactions, even the way criticisms of these films are, are kind of used as fodder for, for comedy. One of the things that people always joke around about is, oh, Doctor Strange, he's just Iron Man with magic. Well, what happens when Iron Man and Doctor Strange come face to face and they really are basically the same character? How does that interaction play out? How do they vibe off of one another? Is it contentious? Is it combative? Being able to see that happen, being able to see Star-Lord and the Guardians of the Galaxy interact with Thor, just being able to see all of these characters interact that we haven't necessarily had a chance to yet, it, it was just amazing in, in that regard. And, and just to think about the overall work that has gone into this past 10 years of, of building this entire thing, of putting it all together, starting with Iron Man, going through phase one, which in retrospect, phase one really wasn't the strongest of what they did. I honestly, like I would, I would probably have to put it on phase three, like the latest batch of films, even though some people might argue that Guardians 2 is too similar to the first one, or some of the elements of, of Thor were too comedic now. I feel like personally, as a, as a comics fan, Phase 3 was the one that, that felt the most like the comic books. Everything that they were doing with Black Panther, with Civil War, all of these things felt like stuff that hadn't really made it from the page to the screen yet. And this is just the next step in that. Yeah, I can sit here and, and kind of run through each of the films and talk about what makes some of them great and what makes some of them not so good and where some of the shortcomings of the Marvel Cinematic Universe are. But realistically, I really just want to applaud them on, on the work that they've done so far in, in making this. I mean, you know, realistically, to produce something where you don't have out and out awful films at any point. I feel like Thanos is one of the best villains that they've been able to create within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's really telling since most of the time that we had been introduced to him before in the previous movies, he was mostly just a guy in a chair sitting there plotting. You didn't really know anything about him. And this film really is about Thanos. Like, yes, we care about the heroes because we've taken this 10 year journey with them, but they really found a way to make it about the central antagonist. And even if you don't agree with his motives, to an extent you understand them. Like he has a very twisted logic, which I'll definitely get into in the spoiler cast, but it was easy to follow. You felt his emotions, you understood to an extent why he was doing what he was doing and why he felt like it was right. It's terrible, but you understood him. It's really hard to put this into words because I feel like 
What's cool about Infinity War is, for me, it felt very much like Civil War, and, and you know maybe that's because of the Russo brothers making this film. But just the idea that this is kind of like the second Empire Strikes Back that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has had, where it's such a sea change for the entire universe, and you really want to see where do things go from here? How can they even recover from what we just experienced? And you know, I don't want to be hyperbolic with that, like when. When you see the film if you have not seen the film you will understand and if you've seen the film you're probably saying oh my god you're exactly right i have no idea where they're gonna go or how they're gonna do this well except they they hint at it in the post-credit scenes make sure you say till the end of the credits um if you're not a marvel fan uh it'll probably fly right over your head but if you pay attention to movies and and comic book movies you might be able to figure it out based on their filming schedule, what they're hinting at. But yeah, it's a lot of fun and I, I really can't wait to unpack this movie overall. Think of this as just like a little teaser. I think when I do finally do my spoiler thoughts on this film, it's probably going to be the longest episode that I record of this because there's just so much there again you're taking characters from 18 films for the most part there are a few people that don't show up but you have characters from 18 films you're making their stories from those previous films matter you're making them important and you're kind of showing how it can all flow together and and that's just something that is really unheard of yeah james bond has a ton of different films but they don't flow together even if some parts get retconned or or are forgotten because they're not as good as others or really don't have a great bearing on the rest of the plot it's still incredibly impressive and like i said before i just i really i'm really in awe of what they've been able to do and i'm interested to see if anybody can really follow this up. The DC films, they haven't been able to do this so far. And part of that is what is so great about the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the fact that they decided to focus on, let's build up all of these characters. We don't have to connect them all right away. Their connections can be built in post-credit scenes and one or two characters that cross over, or just the fact that that shield might come in contact with, with somebody. Being able to kind of go from that, build up to the Avengers, and then after after the Avengers, what do you do? You deal with the aftermath. You go into your Iron Man 3 where it's what happens after that battle? What's the psychological situation? How does PTSD rattle Tony Stark? How does Iron Man continue after experiencing an alien invasion and, and almost dying? Where do you go from there? And to build up from there, to introduce new characters, to introduce new ideas, and to finally start taking risks. We can get visionary directors who have fun ideas and we can do stuff with them. Having those films, Guardians of the Galaxy and Winter Soldier, where, all right, we're gonna make, we're gonna make a space opera comedy and we're going to make an espionage film and then how can we take those ideas and kind of allow each of our characters to kind of fulfill their own genre and then what happens when we take those genres and start to mix them together that mixing it made for some really interesting things in this film beyond that you know that mixing also kind of comes in with the way that the film is is constructed through the visual and through audio. Being able to hear something like the mixing from the Captain America theme 
to the Black Panther theme and, and kind of how those sounds sound together and complement each other and work together and kind of tell that story of these two forces coming together. It, it was just it was just something amazing. I don't know. It was just there's just something else. So yeah, so I talked a lot this episode and I probably, for some of you, you may think I didn't say too much. You know, I really just wanted to kind of put my heart out there and really just talk about how the the last 10 years and really this kind of lifetime of building to this, how it just, I don't know, it just feels really fulfilling. And even though I know it's not the end of the series, there's still a lot more to come from Marvel. It just felt like a great kind of culmination of of what they've been working on. And, you know, it makes me really excited for the next phase and where they go from here and kind of how they continue these stories and what stories they choose to pursue in the future. We're at a point now where actors are getting older, actors are reaching the ends of their contracts. What do they want to do? Where do they want to go next? And how do you how do you as a studio respond to that? Who do you bring in? What are the characters that are untapped? How do you make this universe still continue and build upon this base that you've already built? I'm probably going to record a spoiler cast within the next couple of days after everybody's had a chance to kind of collect their thoughts after I've maybe had a chance to see it a second time because I'm thinking I'm probably going to do that. Yeah, and yeah, it's just it was a lot. It's a lot. I need to go to bed. I need to think about this. I'm going to be thinking about this all night. I'm going to be thinking about this all day tomorrow. I got to work Saturday. I'm going to be thinking about it all day then too. There's just so much. There's so much to unpack and I don't know, just join me through that ride. Thanks for listening to another episode of LM2 Talks. As always, feel free to reach out to me on social media at LarryTron on pretty much everything. If you have ideas for media that I should check out, definitely send those my way. I'll talk to you again soon. Peace.